Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. The presence of the Lord is here. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. I want you to get your Bibles. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 is where we're going. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20. Good morning, 9 o'clock. Good to see you all in the, world. in the presence of God today. God is up to something very strong. I was in prayer yesterday and today, and the Spirit of God made it very clear to me that it is vitally important that we remember to honor the house of God um, and to not be common with it and to understand that whenever we enter into these doors, we're not entering into a building, we're entering into a reality. Yes, it's true. We are all the temple of the Holy Ghost, without a doubt. Yes, it's true. The Spirit of God moves in people's homes. But there's something very unique that he does in his sanctuary. And so I'm so honored today to see each and every one of your amazing, handsome and beautiful faces in the house of the Lord, worshiping him. Anybody else excited to be here in God's house? Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. We're going to swiftly um, move through this. I have something very unique that I want to minister to you at 9. It'll be a different message at 11. Um, I believe the Lord wants to say something to us in these two messages are going to add together. Matthew 1 and uh, verse number 20. Whoever has been struggling heavily with anxiety, by the time you walk out of this room today, you're going to find out that Jesus has delivered you. That's how Presbyterians respond. Uh, that was a very Catholic response, but I'm telling you that, uh, that, that, that Jesus is the deliverer. He manifests himself in us, but he is the deliverer. And um, anxiety can't have you. Did you hear what I said to you? Good God Almighty. I said anxiety can't have you. But Jesus can. I said, but Jesus can. And if you allow yourself to be given to him, he's going to get rid of the anxiety. I wish I'd just get one person just to shout hallelujah in advance. It's your praise, bro. I said, shout hallelujah in advance. All right. Oh, glory. All right. Matthew 1, 20. If you're a first-time guest, we're so happy that you're here. We will properly honor you. I promise before we leave this experience, we've kind of switched up our schedule today, um, but we believe in allowing God to do um, what he wants to do. Amen? It's his house, so we shouldn't tell him how to move. All right. Matthew 1, 20. But while... He thought about these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She shall bring forth a son. Somebody say a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Verse 22. 
So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I want to minister a message this morning entitled 24-7, 24-7. Thank you all so very much. Um, the essence of this passage today as we move into week number two and actually the last week of um, the Everyday Kind of Jesus series, um, the essence of this passage and the event in history is not merely about a baby being born, but the idea here in Scripture is the essence of God in a baby form. God, in essence, was in a crib. We read about the prophecy found in Isaiah, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given. Keep in mind that the child is born, but the son is given. Um, this is because the son existed before the child was born. The son was not born, the son was given. The child was born. This is important because if the son was given, that means that the father gave you a gift, a gift, a gift. That he, he made a decision that even as he saw you in your own blood, you are worthy of him still giving you a gift. Oh, I love grace. Because grace overlooks your stupidity. I love grace. Because oh, grace overlooks how dumb we are. And, 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 and Father God looks down in heaven and says, even though they've been dumb, and even though they've done some things that go absolutely against my plan and my will, I'll still give them a gift. Isn't that so different from how the devil wants to make you feel like God thinks about you? Because the enemy wants you to feel as if when you've gone a wrong way or done a wrong thing, that God throws you away. It's not the truth. God doesn't throw you away. Actually, he will never throw you away. It's only by our own decisions that we will enter into any kind of of judgment that is existing but but God himself says I love you so much that even when you're in your mess I will give you a gift and, I, and you know it's true because some of you have been in circumstances in your life where you know it should have went another way <laughs> you should have been in jail y'all you should have been locked up that's some stuff I have done believe it or not I should be in jail right now um, I, I have stolen some stuff and it's like what in the heck how in the heck am I not locked up? And I'm just telling my little half of a story, but there's a whole bunch of y'all in here because similar people follow similar folks, amen? And so, uh, and so I know, without a doubt, that there's some people in here today who have been in situations where you like, God, if it, thank you, Jesus. Some of you, it wasn't, you know, stealing. Some of you, come on, we laid with the wrong person and we didn't come out with a baby and we said, thank you, God. You saw that booger later on in life, you was like, God, it could have been me, my God. But I think, what is that? But a son was given, the child, the child was born. Even in the book of Hebrews, we're privy to a conversation. And in the conversation, it's between God the Father and Christ the Son. And they're talking about Christ coming to earth in the form of a man to do the will of the Father. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 5 through 7 says, Therefore, 
when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering, and offering. You, you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. Um, in whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Not only did Jesus come to do the Father's will, but he came to represent God in the earth. I love Colossians chapter 1 and 5, just giving you some intro, some scriptures for you to be able to study later. Hopefully you do that. Colossians 1 and 15, rather, 1 and 15 um, says this. Um, it, 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 it goes on, I'm sorry, Hebrews 1 and 3 is what I'm saying. Hebrews 1 and 3 says this, that he, Jesus, is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. In John, we see that in the beginning, God was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And the Bible says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God's idea from the beginning was to be with us, say to be with us. To really understand this, you've got to define, understand, and comprehend what with means. Sometimes there are certain words that we see all the time that we lose its power because we don't pay attention to it. With is one of those words. And this is, just think about with for a minute. What's the opposite of with? Thank you. Without, which means not being, right? Not having, not, not having possession, not having the things that you need. With means um, not being without. With means someone accompanying someone uh, else. With means that someone is not alone. This is very important. I should uh, just preach for the rest of the experience with. Because when you understand that, then everything that the devil tries to convince you of goes out. Because I'm not, I'm not without, I'm with. Oh, God. I'm not without, I am with. I'm not without, I am with. The enemy wants you to live in a without mentality. A without culture. So this the idea now, without culture equals scarcity. With culture equals abundance. And I love that word abundance because the Bible makes it very, very clear that God came that we might have life, catch this please, and that we might have life what? Some of you read a couple of scriptures. More abundantly. Abundance is a part of the Christian life. Are you getting this? Abundance is a part of the Christian life. And even when you might not have abundance in natural things, you are never without. Please catch this. Even when things are not manifesting the way you want it to look, it doesn't mean you're without. You were born into abundance. The kingdom of which you were born out of is a kingdom of abundance. That's why the Bible makes it clear and it says things like your father owns, come on, uh, 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 cattle on a thousand hills. It, it begins to give you this kind of understanding and building this context for you to understand that your father is never without, therefore you are never without. Your, your father is everything that you need, right? That's why he had conversations with Moses. You remember that? Moses got ready to go into the space that God had called him in. He was like, who do I say sent me? And he said, just say, I am, come on, that I am. He said, well, what does that mean? What, what, what do you mean? Whatever you need me to be, I am that. What, is that in, what does that communicate? Abundance. Abundance, abundance, abundance. So why am I saying it for a minute? Because I can feel that scarcity demon walking in the room. 
I, I can feel that some people have been struggling with the idea of scarcity. And I'm not just talking about financially. Scarcity in relationships. Scarcity, come on, in ideas. Scarcity in the ability to be able to move into the spaces God has designed for you to move. But I want to prophesy to about 100 people in here today to tell you there's abundance that's coming to your life. The reality of the kingdom of God is abundance. I know we social distancing, but just yell at somebody, abundance! That's the word of the Lord to you. So uh, this idea of width, width is a lifestyle. Width is a culture. Width, width, width. I want you to think about that for a minute. The enemy, what he wants to do in America right now is to make us feel like we're without. Without, without. And I know you, some of you are tired of me leaning into this, but I'm going to say this even for the African-American in the room. What the enemy wants you to do is to live in a reality of without. I'm going to say what I said last Sunday, and I'm probably going to say it next Sunday. Can't no group of people stop you from becoming who God calls you to be? I know. I know, because you're fighting for, this is what you're fighting for. You're fighting for your earthly citizenship without really grabbing a hold of your kingdom citizenship. Now, if I was just of this world, it's possible. Y'all don't like this. Why? Because your finger's been busy on social media, and I'm supposed to not rebuke. This would be my goal today. Just don't rebuke today. Just preach. But it just comes out every time. Man. Your fingers have been moving on social media, but you're connecting more so with the reality. I'm not telling you to divorce the reality. It's a real reality. The reality is true. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It is very true. But, but when you understand that you're living in two dimensions, now, I could accept that I am held back because of the fact that a group of people did something. And this shouldn't make anybody uncomfortable in the room. It's making you uncomfortable. You haven't been living in reality. You've been living in a fake one. Are you in here? What I'm saying is you can't blame African-Americans, Latinos, brown and black people, Caucasian people, everybody. You can't blame any kind of people group for why you're not where you are. I'm going to be bold enough to say it doesn't matter how many slaves came into America. You still cannot blame that for why you're not where you are. To do that is to say that God played games with you. Is that he gave you a call you could never fulfill. Like he gave you a call knowing that he was going to let somebody else stop you from doing it. Y'all don't like this teaching. But that slave mentality, not American slave, listen, that slave to sin mentality. I don't want you to leave with what I'm not saying. Listen to me. That slave to sin mentality, that sin has the ability to hold me back. But the last time I checked, Greg, Jesus died on a cross to abolish sin. Sin lost its power over me a long time ago. So even the sin of another person, y'all don't want this. Even the sin of racism can't stop me. Why? Because Jesus even died to abolish it. And so I'm not going to live in a without mentality. 
I will look anybody in the face that tries to stop me and tell them you don't have the ability to because I'm not from here, man. Y'all have mercy. <laughs> I'm not from here. My home is another place. I'm not saying that we don't fight. We need to fight. We need to do everything we have to do. We have to stand for injustice. But at the end of the day, we are not going to receive that we're without. I still got a whole lot of amens, but y'all processing because you want the right to live like a slave. Slave to sin. Listen, let's keep moving. Is this good? Let me pull back and let me go to the next point. God is with you. He is with you. You're not without him. That's so beautiful. That's just so beautiful. That's why I titled this 24-7. Jesus is, Jesus is with us every single day. He's with us. And, and the enemy wants you to be more aware of his presence than you are God's. Right? That's why we have a lot of believers, right, that are more aware of what the devil is doing, what God is doing. We can trace hell, but can't trace heaven. But what God wants you to do is to come into a new sensitivity of what God is doing. You know, uh, and uh, a person that I'm connected with said something recently on an interview I was doing with her, and she, she said she was going through a deliverance process and going through counseling, and every time she was in counseling, the question was asked, where is Jesus in the room? Where, where is Jesus in the room? Or even where was Jesus in the room? So as you're going through circumstances and you're even evaluating, assessing the past and the issues that you've carried, instead of thinking God was not there asking, where was Jesus in the room? Where was Jesus in the room? Where was Jesus in the room? Having this consciousness that God is with us 24-7. Somebody say 24-7. Jesus is not for Sunday alone, but Jesus is for every day. Is this good to you? All right, let's keep moving. So, uh, so we have this idea that God wants to be with man. We see it in Genesis. God's like, hey, I'm looking to have our walk, walking in the cool of the day. He had this intimacy level with Adam and Eve, and they allowed sin to come in, and sin brought them into a without culture or without mentality where God wanted them to hold on to the idea he was with them, that he was with them. And so sin always opens the door, sin of others and personal sin, to a without culture, a without mentality, a without understanding. When you begin to dig into the word of God and grab a hold of his word, you understand you are not alone. You are not alone. Now, um, for some of you, like, of course, apostle. Ah, maybe a course while in church. Because some of you are acting like, oh, this is light. Amen, apostle. I mean, this is good teaching. I hope somebody gets it. No, I'm talking to you. Don't pass this on. Because there's a you that shows up here in these high moments of praise and high moments of worship. But then there's a you that's at home. And oftentimes, those yous, if you will, manifest differently. And I need you to know that when you get home and we ain't in here, the band ain't here, Shalomar ain't kicking the ticklings, uh, uh, you, you, ain't, you ain't having all the sounds of worship happening in the room. When you're by yourself, you're not by yourself. <laughs> uh, 
Something I've, I've gained over the last two weeks, the hardest time of my entire life, with the loss of my mother-in-love, who I haven't told this part of the story, but who I watched um, pass right in front of me, very traumatic. One of the things that, that, I, uh, that I, I understand in this process, Pastor Julia, is that no matter how strong pain is, no matter how strong the reality is of where you're living in this point in time in your life, you've got to understand you're not alone. You're not even alone if no physical person is there. I want to talk to people in the room. Can we make this applicable? I want to talk to people in the room who are here, you're living through life, you're serving God, but you feel like you're friendless. And some of you, y'all can be quiet here. I see your demons real clearly, so it's all good. They in here. I'm talking to you. It's not that you're not even, it's not the fact that you're not surrounded with people. It's not the point that physically people aren't there. It's this thing um, inside of you that almost feels like even if people are surrounding you, it's no way they could understand or accept your reality. Feeling alone, Pepta, in a crowded room. The enemy, if he had his way, Pastor Greg, he would bring you into a church that's family-oriented, that has all kind of connection points for you to be able to have community. He'll bring you in a place like that and you still, it's not judgment, hear me, feel alone. Why? It's the without mentality. that the enemy wants you to live in. That's what he wants you to live in. So the idea is, and this is what he'll do, he'll manifest it in you feeling like, um, oh, you know, they around me, but they want something from me. I got 13 minutes. You, 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 so we, we think, so we, we, we offer it saying, I discern that that individual wants something from me or that individual. So then, we, so what we end up doing is putting up blockers. But God wants to turn your blockers into bridges. Sherman, if nobody else says you're preaching, you are. That, that God wants to take your blockers and turn them into bridges. So you've got to lay those things down. That's the point. You've got to lay those things down. And you've got to lay those things down and allow for God to cause for real relationships and connections that he's already set around you to get to you. They're there. But the without mentality, listen to me, will have you in a place where you don't grasp it and you don't understand it even though you're surrounded. But I do want to throw this in there. What if somebody just wanted to get something from you? Didn't you ask God to use you? It's interesting to me when people be like, oh, they're trying to use me. Didn't you ask God to make you a resource? <laughs> Didn't you ask God to make you a whale? So when people come to drink, you shouldn't get frustrated. The angels are saying amen. I can hear them. It's all right. I feel them. I feel them in the room. So you've got to grab a hold of the fact 
that God wants you to live with the with mentality. What is the with mentality equal? Write this down. I have everything I need. 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 Hey, I have everything I need. Hey, I have everything I need. All right, so you've got to grab a hold of that you have every single thing you need. You're not without anything. I could throw this mic. You're not without anything. <laughs> You're not without anything that you need to fulfill the purpose of God in your life. The Bible said it like this, Pastor BJ. He said that God has given us everything we, everything we need, everything we need for life and for godliness. You're not without anything. Is this good to you? So even, even as Jesus um, or, or God the Father walked, even with the children of Israel, while they were in the wilderness, it became another idea on a showing that God was with us, right? The pillar of fire by night, the cloud by day, all of that was a showing that God was interested and still committed to being with his children. We see Isaiah grabbed a hold of this whole prophecy thing, and I love the prophetic because he prophesied into times that were literally years and years and years and years and years and years to come. And he begins to prophesy and say, that here's what's going to happen, that, that you're going to be given, the son is given, the child is born, and this is what his name is, Emmanuel. Here's the real message, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now, I know you like to save certain scriptures for Christmas. I know some of y'all, when I was reading the scripture earlier, I was like, it ain't Christmas time. I don't understand how verses are reserved for Christmas. Um, but there's some things that I need you to get about Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. With us. Somebody say with us. So we're, we're pressing into this with mentality. And this is what the, what, one of the things that I want you to write down about Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God wants to be with you. I need to frame it like that. That's the first thing I want you to get. First thing is God wants to be with you. There's a difference from somebody being somewhere and somebody wanting to be there. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever walked, I've, I've dealt with people that I was like, okay, I, I, you got two more seconds for me to sit in this room with you looking like you don't want to be here. Not currently, but I have paid people who was looking, I was writing them checks that was looking at me like they didn't want to be someplace. I'm like, we can make this a thing right now. Y'all quiet in here. That CEO talk. We can make it a thing right now if you don't want to be here. Amen. Uh, so there's, 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 a, there's a feeling you can almost feel when somebody doesn't want to be there. Uh, but here's what God wanted me to communicate to you on this great Sunday morning is that he wants to be with you. He desires to be with you. Listen, he wants to be with you in spite of you. And there's nothing you could ever do to push him away from wanting to be with you. I like how the Bible says it. He says, nothing. 
can separate us from the love of God. In other words, God wants to be with you. God wants to be with you. Anybody ever dated somebody that you was just in love with? Just wave at me if you've ever been in love. Oh, I'm sorry for those who haven't. But wave at me if you, <laughs> you, you um, been in love. Love. Hopefully all of you have had a relationship with Jesus like that, but that's just another conversation. Have you ever been in love? Like, I have been in love with Jaquette Dumas since 1997. In love. First time I looked over at her and paid any attention, because I've been around her for a while, but I looked over and paid her some attention. Some attention. And I remember July 4th, 1997. And I told her, <laughs> will you go with me? I don't know where we was going. We was 14 and 15, but we <laughs> didn't have no car, but I don't know where we was going. But will you go with me? And we have been in love since then. And I would just want to be with her. I would do all kinds of things. We would fall asleep on the phone and take, because that's back when toll calls was a thing. Right now you don't have it. But that she lived in Covina, I lived in L.A. And we ran our parents' bills up the wazoo for falling asleep on the phone to hear each other breathe. <sighs> you still there? Yeah. <sighs> I just wanted to be with her. I need you to understand that's how God feels about you. When God thinks about you in every aspect of you, not the good parts of you. Not just the good parts of you. When God even thinks of the wrong you did, he said, I want to be with them. When, when God thinks about the crazy you've done, he said, I want to be with them. When, when God thinks about the mistakes, he says, I want to be with them. Every aspect of your life, God steps in and says, I want to be with them. Number one that you've got to leave out here with is that God wants to be with you. Now, that's something to fight with all week. Because when the devil tries to come to make you feel like he doesn't or to make you feel like you're alone, you've got to say, nah, the prophet told me and I saw it in his word. God wants to be with me. Is anybody getting some fight in them today to live out the reality of what God wants them? Here's the second thing that I, I want you to grab. Emmanuel means God with you 24-7. Emmanuel means God with you 24-7, 24-7. So I, I tra travel is my hobby, and uh, it's my hobby. I love it. It's my primary hobby, my second hobby is watching movies. Uh, but my primary hobby right now is travel. I can't do it right now, so I'm itching. I can't wait till July 29th. I'm getting on a plane and getting out of here to Baltimore to go preach the gospel. And I, but but um, I visit these places. But some of the places I visit, I'm not interested in staying. So, some of the places I go, I'm like, mm, I ain't coming back here. You know what I'm saying? And usually, Dr. Jaquette and I, we have this thing where we're like, wherever we travel, we don't want to go twice. It's just a thing because we want to experience more of the world. 
Recently, um, because I'm an amazing husband, I took my wife to Paris, France, and London, England. And while, while we were there, we were in Paris, and she was like, I'd like to come back here. There was something about the culture, something about the atmosphere that made her feel like, nah, I don't, yeah. She's like, we could even get a place here one day. You know, when all of them are gone, we can, we can go get a, we can go get a place here, right? God is, con- is always, con- he's continually thinking about you in the space of, he doesn't want to visit. He wants to stay. Now y'all acting like I'm preaching ABCs one, two, three, but here's the truth. You've been abandoned so many times. Abandonment is screaming in this room right now. So you can look at me like, oh, this is so simple and good. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking to you. Abandonment will push you into the place of feeling like everybody's going to leave you. That's how abandonment works. So when God has sent you the right relationships and right connections, you'll feel like you're going to leave just like the rest did. So then you never give yourself holistically, you never give the whole of yourself to anybody because you feel like, I don't want to do that, waste my time, and they leave. But when you think of Emmanuel, I want you to think about God never wants to go. He's, 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 not, he's not the boyfriend that comes over, does his thing, and then goes home. You're not staying for breakfast? Oh, no, I got this thing. He says, he says, no matter the circumstance, I always want to be there. So now, let's move into this. You've got to grab a hold of, there's an awareness that you have to live out. Right? So to tap into that, okay, I hear it. Conceptually, Apostle, I hear you. God wants to be with me 24-7. How in the heck do I connect with that on a daily basis? I have to ask God to make me more aware. More aware. Can I tell you a story? Don't be rude. I asked you a question. Can I tell you a story? Okay. So um, before Makai was born, I was a heavy sleeper. Um, Dr. Jaquette and I had this discussion with one another that um, if she would feed the babies, take care of the babies, then I would change all diapers, okay? So with his reality, that couldn't change all the twins at the same time, it, that switched up. But, but with his reality, I tendled all diapers. Now that means that if he woke up in the middle of the night with a dirty diaper, then I needed to be able to attend to him. But I was a heavy sleeper. So I needed my reality of how I used to live and operate to change, right? Because I was in a new space, I was in a new season, so I couldn't be the sleeping heart bachelor anymore because I am now a husband with a newborn baby and I need to attend to it. So what worked in the previous season, it's not gonna work in this season and I needed something new. So what did I do? I went to God and I said, God, make me more aware. 
lighten my sleep so that if my baby cries, I would wake up immediately. So after praying that prayer, 24 hours later, my kind goes, eh, eh, eh. And I hear him on the intercom, and I immediately get up. But usually, I would be knocked out sleep. What is your point? My point is, you have to ask him to lighten you, to lighten you, to make you aware. And if you ask him to do it, he'll make you aware in a whole nother level. Because the idea of Jesus with you 24-7, please get this, is to help you in all circumstances and situations. I'll get more into that at 11. But, but you, 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 you've got to grab a hold of this, that he wants to help you in all circumstances. He wants to help you. Jesus, or the Godhead as a whole, wants friends. He wants friends. That's why he, he talked about Abraham, right? And he, he called Abraham friend. God is no respecter of persons. So the God of the universe, heaven and earth, <laughs> take me to 11 because these people is about as uh, quiet and dry as I don't know what. But the, the, what, what happens is, <laughs> is that you get into a place where, 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 where the, the enemy wants you to feel like he doesn't want to be there, Right? That, that he, he doesn't want to walk you and be around you. But God wants you to grab a hold of the idea. He wants to be there all the time. Somebody say all the time. Here's the third thing and last thing, and we are done, is that Emmanuel means God arrives with skin on. <laughs> I know. Number, number three is God arrives with skin on. God arrives with skin on. What do you mean, Sherman? When God came to be with us, he wasn't in some invisible form. But Christ took on Jesus. Did you hear me? Christ took on Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians 1 and 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory and the mysteries among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you now, the hope of glory. So when Jesus, when God, when Christ rather came into the earth, he took on Jesus. Now Jesus has ascended to heaven. And he says, I'm going to, because I go to be with the Father, greater work shall you do in my name. In other words, you have an inheritance from me. I'm giving this to you. What happens now? Christ is no longer in Jesus. Christ is in you. incarnation revelation was not only for Jesus to carry Christ the revelation of the incarnation is happening right now Jesus is in you that's a different kind of reality now Emmanuel means God puts on skin Jesus in you now so that's a different kind of connection than somebody walking with me. It's deeper. It's deeper. It's stronger. That means he, 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 this with me mentality is this idea, not just that he's walking there, but he's in me. He is me. I am him. We are one. Good job. 
Emmanuel, that's why you can't leave Emmanuel at Christmas. Because when you understand that, you understand, I am not normal. That's what you would say to yourself. I am not normal. I'm living out the revelation of incarnation. God is in me. He said, I'm going to move out the earth. I was holding Christ inside of me. I'm now going to ascend so all of my sons and my daughters can carry Christ now in them. I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask the son a sin so I could have a nation of sons that are walking in the earth. Now, why is this important? Because when you understand, thank you, when you understand he's with you, then you understand he's in you. And if he's in you, he is not just in you for you. I'm going to close this. He's not just in you for you. But if he's in you, he's in you so that somebody else can experience him. The disciples were changed because Christ was in Jesus. The power of Jesus was not in his name that he was just Jesus. Jesus was just an earthly name. Hear me out. I know I'm messing with some of you like, oh, don't be saying that about my Lord's name. Je Jesus, there was a whole bunch of Jesuses walking around. He was not the only person with the name Jesus. The difference between him and the rest of the Jesuses was that Christ was in him. So when he showed up, something else manifested because he was walking in the revelation of incarnation. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So when you show up in the world, you're not just Pepta. You're not just Maria. You're not just Maya. When you show up, you are carrying Christ in you. That makes your difference in entertainment. That makes your difference in business. That makes your difference in education. That makes your difference in politics. When I show up, I don't show up alone, but Jesus is with me 24-7. Why? He's in me. What would this week look like for you? What's going to change your reality? How are you going to walk out your life differently? You can leave and be like, oh my God, that was actually really good. Possibly did a really good job at 9 o'clock. That was good. Who cares if you don't apply this? What is this going to look like for you this week? When I understand Christ is in me, there's a whole other level of power. There's a whole other level of experience that I have because I'm not by myself. He's not just with me, but him being with me is in me. And that's how he's manifesting the reality. Would you lift your hands? Father, we are so grateful for the power of your word today. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for directing us. Thank you for guiding us. We thank you, Lord God, 
that you're touching us today. You're doing something new in us. We are grateful. We are grateful. Just take about 60 seconds for a moment and just worship him. Come on. With the fruit of your lips. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.